<laughs> well, uh, good evening to you, Dennis. And this. Hello. Hello. And We're this, happy. Here we are. It is an hour. I'm so happy. Of happiness. Yes, it is. Oh, I'm happy. It's mm. as happy as I've been all day. Are you happy? I'm pretty happy. I'm, you, I'm you pretty happy. happy. Um, anytime you're anytime you're completely nude, you're happy. So there we go. Well, yeah. Too bad I mean, you can't see. Just the wind flowing through all the crevices is very nice. I've never seen a man grow three chest hairs as long as yours. Well, how many men have you inspected their chest hairs? All that'll show me. Okay. When I ask. Do you just go up to men on the street and say, "Excuse me, oh. sir, could you unbutton that shirt oh. a little bit?" There's the website. Uh, oh, yeah. Chest, chest hair fetish. Club. Dot com or whatever? No. <laughs> no, I, I kind of thought maybe you were moving in that direction with your petty, dirty little... Uh, you're just... You're, sci you're scientifically curious. You don't get off on men's chests. You're just... I wonder, like, scientifically, I wonder what the longest chest hair ever recorded is. Oh. And so, oh, that's something and so you go to the website and you explore and you observe the specimens. Oh, I found it. Guess what? Guess what? His name is Harry. No shit. What? That's just nominative, nom what's it called? Nominative determinism, where you end up doing whatever your name is. Oh, right. Like, so there's a bunch of dentists named uh, Dennis or whatever. I don't know. Something so like Edward, that. Edward, Edward. Go to Al is in trouble. Yes, he he is sinning left and right. Well, so tell me about tell me about Harry in his in his chest. It's just the fact I just looked up on Google. Oh, okay. I'm so quick, you know that. The guy who had the longest hair was three foot six and a half inches long. His name was Harry L. Evans from Peoria, Illinois. So to shout out this family, woohoo! Do you, you know that now Eric is Do you, is do you like braid it into... Three of them. You could. It's like... You could... Yeah, I, you could hang a Christmas ornament from the braid. Obviously, to braid, you need three. We agree on that. But listen to this, though. If they got long enough for you, you could bring them up through the top, the crew neck of your T-shirt. Right. And still hang an ornament so that it looked like a, a tie, like a bow tie. Huh. And when people went and touched it and they said how is how is that secured <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't I seem to be going around your neck then you would demonstrate well just before the unveiling you charge a nominal fee a suggested donation just before you just before you showed i mean you know how they have those 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 tie clips so that your tie doesn't fly away in the wind when you're right walking uh business, like business-like into the wind i mean with your chest hair braid your little your little braid could come out between the buttons in your shirt and could like hold ah, your hold your tie down. It could be the clip, right? Or with its own special hole made especially for it. Right, exactly. And and, and, and tie it in a little eyelet on the end so that all you have to do is hook it right onto the uh, to whatever the attachment is. And then when your tie when your tie tried to fly away, you know it would hurt a little bit. Yeah, I like that because it'd be tugging on your on your chest. <laughs> You look like the you look like the dude right. out of his chest. Exactly. 
Oh, John Hurt. Oh, Lord. <laughs> it's like, oh, he's enjoying himself eating the big bowl of pasta. And then the unthinkable happens. And the utter look of shock is an uh, iconic moment. They, they, they say that they, um, that's, the other actors didn't really know what was going to happen there. Like really? they, they didn't explain it. So that a lot of their reactions were legit what oh my fucking god yeah because they they sort of knew that somewhere the alien was going to appear but when it actually burst out of the you know out of the chest they were sort of freaked out right uh which is a good way to go hey little guy he sure grew fast wham (laughs) like an hours he grew six feet what's a cutie little alien fella oh he must and I love it. I kept yelling out. I kept yelling out, shut the door, shut the door, because they would open a hatch where they shouldn't not have a closed door. The thing will run out and they don't close the door. And the director did it on purpose because he knows everybody who's watching us with that door open is getting tense, thinking, shut the fucking door, man. It'll jump. You know, what? It'll, ah, it's, ah. it's like none of them had ever cared for a puppy or something, you know? <laughs> you... I like, I like, I like, I like, I like the whole uh, affect, and this is one of the more interesting parts of the movie that I meant to say something to you about, and it's this that, you know, the the uh, the, the the science director is ends up, of course, to be a, a, a robot, but throughout the um, up throughout the movie, uh, up until that. You don't notice it largely because if you suspected it, even if you kind of remembered it, he's eating. He's eating, he's drinking, he's, you know, and, and it's like, and they make kind of a show of it. You know, I mean, unlike other characters, they don't go in when, you know, a close-up when he's drinking a glass of milk or whatever. But anyway, that's the dealio. And uh, so when it happens, it's like, oh, man. I don't recall the room. But, but how did he eat? He was the, he was the central... Uh, uh, evil figure in the first entire first half of the movie. Little dude, you have to you you can Google it, get his name and his, his pick because you looking at the you, cast. You remember the, but it's not uh, listed by character. It's listed by actor. No, I mean it's listed by character, but you don't know the name of the character either. Dallas oh, uh, Lambert, Brett, Ash Parker, Ash. Ash, Ash, Ian Holm. Yes. Yes. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. yes. Now bit. I see it. Now that I see his face, yes. I'm like, yes, I get it now. Yes. Yes, that's right. And the and the scene where you wonder for what could be going through a robot's mind, his whatever is his intellect is as you would or anyone would describe it, that the way to kill Ripley is to take newspapers and roll them up and shove them down her throat to kill her. And it is such a gruesome act and so outrageous and, frankly, not at all sensical, given what he had and where it had at its disposal right. in order to commit the heinous act. This became like, holy fuck, not only are you a robot, but you're a twisted motherfucking robot. Right. You're like, what? <laughs> you want to do it that way because why? That's right. That's, yeah. Well, it's like, and you're just fishing in your chair saying, oh, my what is he doing? Oh, he's got to shove a newspaper down her throat. So, and a look on her face. Oh my god! Did you see this movie recently? Is this why it's so fresh? No, I haven't seen it in twelve years. Okay, I so vivid. I think I saw it for the first time like last year. 
Like it, oh, it, no. it, it, it totally escaped my childhood uh, consumption of sci-fi. No pun intended. Yes. So I think it's good that we haven't named the movie yet. So I think we should leave it like that. So those that don't know oh. what the hell we're talking about will uh, will just be uh, in the curious. Why wouldn't we name the movie we're talking about? I don't know. It's like a game for the uh, for the listener. You and the you and the listener are having a game, and I need to play along. No, I just that's, think it's funny that we've been talking movie. about a movie and we know what the movie we're talking about, but we haven't actually said the title yet. So I, uh, I thought so, that was clever. But you're suggesting we don't. You're suggesting we don't. I, I'm just saying. We could do a, we do a contest. Do a contest between the two of us. If I get if you get it right. I will buy you a beer. Get what right? If I get it right, you'll buy me a beer. The name of the movie. But you get one shot. You've, you've no. This is exactly the opposite of what I was saying. We should do. You're no. I want to change it. Well, I want to take it to. You the can next file step. the appropriate paperwork so far. with the with the authorities, <laughs> and then we'll see if your request <laughs> is is accepted for the change of the format. Executive of, privilege of the of this, of this program. Privilege. Well, and you wouldn't, you wouldn't let the transcript be released. It wasn't really a transcript. Well, it's a good thing no one's transcribing this horseshit. So, yeah. Well, here we are. So, still snowy. Still snowy. Uh, getting ready for a. Uh, still snowy. So, uh, Monty Python. One of the leaders of Monty Python passed. Yes. Wonderful, funny, funny. Terry Jones. Yep. And uh, just uh, amazing. You know, he, he was a, uh, he directed Life of Brian. And a and bunch of movies. Fact, yeah. he, he was he was a serious uh, ancient historian. And straight up. Yep. A professor. Um, and Very cool. so that gives it just the, the extra added source material for him was stuff that we're you know right he, he knew more about it than, than any of us but so so you you you've been bombarding me with with proofs of the parrot um uh skit and i and and now i appreciate that none of them are what i'd ever seen before and the one that i did see i figured this out and i'm not gonna bother finding it you might want to because you could do it quickly probably was this like an, you hear that static yes you're like rubbing something against them i don't know what it is um was this some like you saw some high school play at some point and you thought oh that looks like monty python where did this come from dennis oh no 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 so here it is so not too many years ago i think there was a special that was a, a certain reunion, and it might have been the it wasn't the fiftieth, but it was a reunion, and it was a stage show, mm-hmm. and they, they were all elderly. Yep. Okay. And so, in the skit that I saw, because it was a walk on stage with no props, and the only prop that he had was a cage. In the cage was not a large bird parrot, but it was in fact a canary. And it and and it's I this is I'm pretty sure about this. Okay. Because I had not seen. The hilarious ones you showed me with a full parrot that looked like it weighed about two and a half pounds. Right. That Cleese was banging on the counter. Right. This this skit, it didn't have a counter, a prop, so it was uh, maybe it was even abbreviated. Uh, I don't know, but they did the funny walk stuff like this, and this, it, and, and so I started to look for it, but I, I I grew tired of it. I I tried two three things and 
thought, well, I don't know why it's not coming up. You did two whole Google searches. Good job. Three. Yeah. Three. It took me um, forty-five minutes. Almost one and a half. One and a half minutes, and I gave up. <laughs> My pa never accused me of of, of uh, not that boy don't have any quit in him. That ain't me. <laughs> My boy's full of quit. I quit. I quit all the time. No, I go- quit as hell. Going back to uh, to Terry Jones, uh, I heard from a friend that uh, if you go and tour the castle ruin where they filmed the Holy Grail scenes, uh, the the audio guide is done by by Terry Jones, uh, which must oh, be no awesome. Kidding. Yeah, that's got to be a lot oh, yeah, of fun. Yeah, I'll bet. <laughs> that's got to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, so, there was uh, when I when, when I was Googling all that, I did uh, uh, chance upon a very recent video of them, including Terry Jones, being interviewed about the sense of having a special YouTube channel dedicated to Monty Python. And then they learn that um, they're not going to get paid and how they all go from thinking it's such a great idea <laughs> to that straight face. Are you insane? <laughs> Not get paid? You're going to publish all of this? It's very funny, and it's it's recent because they're 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 right. they're in their years. I mean, speaking of which, they are, but they're certainly older. Speaking of which, Patreon.com/slash Happy Hour. We need to get paid for all of this work. Dennis put in <laughs> a minute and a half of Google searches to provide you with no information, yes. uh, and that's the sort of. Stick, hey. stick to itiveness that that I think that we clearly display on this uh, illustrious program. So happy hour. Well, patreon.com slash happy hour. Yes, Whoa. Dennis, you had something to say? All right. Well, no, no, I'm done. So just log off. I saw an amazing movie this weekend. Uh, mar- mar- oh. Marriage Story. It's on Netflix. Hmm. It's nominated. Yes, it's nominated for like for like eight Oscars, uh, and it was yeah. unfucking believable. It was uh, really, really. It, it, it? <clears throat> the principal two characters are Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson, and uh-huh. there's also an amazing performance by uh, Laura Dern and. Uh, did Laura Dern get nominated for Best Supporting Actress? Yes, she did. I believe she did. And she was amazing. Yeah, it's not it. Yeah. Uh, and it was, it's sort of like, it, it played out the worst nightmare of it, so someone like me who is uh, happily married with kids and what could happen if your marriage fell apart and how ugly shit could get with with your kids and lawyers and if one parent wants to live in a different city than the other parent and I won't won't say any more than that but it was the performances were that's the flat line that the the trailer will identify all that right the performances were just well okay fantastic right, it's on Netflix I'll put it on my short list you'll have to uh, try try not to get a divorce stealing your wife's Netflix Uh, I haven't joined I need to do a month trial I went to go see the um, the the uh, Irishman without the uh, soap opera effect on uh-huh. and was very, very pleased with 
what I is in fact what I had expected in the first place. Mm-hmm. The coloring, the darkness, and the richness of, of this typical Scorsese. So, and but but I don't know what I could only see a, a trailer of it because I had to join Netflix. We got Roku, and it requires a monthly fee of some kind or another. And right. there's a month trial that if I've got discipline, I can try it and watch it and shut it off. But if Netflix is going to continue to be this premier uh movie channel then yeah, yeah i'm to. there i mean i've over the years you know you subscribed to all the shit and it used to be that that all the uh, different channels hbo showtime climax cinema one blah 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 they all had different schedules different movies they're all these choices but now they're all one thing so it doesn't matter what you get you might you get one you they all every one of those channels show gives you the same options it's as redundant as can be it's crazy Really? Uh, anyway, it's just a bitch. Yeah, it's just stupid. So you're looking for movies and you go through all of HBO's and blah, blah, blah. You got 10 choices. Then you go to Showtime. Oh, guess what? It's the same choices at the same time. Oh, well, I'm glad I got both. Huh. And then you go to Cinemac. Oh, I, and then you shut them off. And then what happens is that the ones that, that, that aren't owned by the same company, like Cinemax, you got to pay separate for them. And when you go there, right, they do have different schedules. So there's a conglomerate well, schedules. Of, uh, I don't and I don't I don't know the uh, I don't know the corporate entity is a Warner Brothers, perhaps. But it's if it became coordinated and it's it's just it just pisses me off. Well, you're, Rack, you're talking, Roku, which is a you're talking about schedules is like throwing back to, yes. to the olden days when a movie was on at a certain time. Whereas now yes. with streaming services, including true HBO and stuff, you can start playing whenever you want. Which is confusing. Certainly, to me. you can, but the, the the fact of the matter is that a lot of shows that are out, that are coming out, that when you click on, they say, "Oh, this is on in five minutes. I'll watch it." That a lot of those shows, if they're more recent shows, aren't included yet in the Showtime on demand or the HBO on demand. Uh, okay. And it takes a while because it wants to encourage the use of the daily hourly menu because there's for whatever reason in between there's you know whatever clicks whatever so. Anyway, it's it is what it is, um, but I may do, I may do net Netflix to see uh, uh, to see that I didn't realize it was Netflix. Yes, it, it it's worth a month subscription to Netflix just to see that one movie, in my opinion. And Netflix has such a wealth of other content. It's uh, it's like it's a little bit like with 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 Amazon Prime. Like if you're gonna buy seven things from Amazon this year, it's worth buying, it's worth subscribing to Amazon Prime to get the free shipping. It's, it's that sort of thing. If you're going to watch, uh, if you're going to watch 10 hours, not even that, if you're, yeah, we'll, we'll see. If you're going to watch uh, 10 hours of, of, of content, of TV show or, or movie content this week or whatever, then it's worth buying Netflix. So I don't know. 10 hours a week. I don't know. That that just came to my to my head. It's probably even less. My wife and my sister in law are are hadn't seen The Outsider, and there's now, as of yesterday, four episodes. And so I've seen the three. The third episode, I watched it three times because I had to. There were things I didn't quite understand. I really needed to understand because it's a it's a very uh, fascinating movie and and complex. Are you talking you know, about uh, or you talking about a new Stephen new Stephen King TV yeah, series? Yes. It's, a yes, t- yes. it's a TV series. So they okay. binged. We binged together because I've seen them, but they hadn't seen them. The first two, 
Right. And tonight after uh, happy hour, we're going to binge on the, after the news, we're going to binge on the next two, including the one that I haven't seen, so I'm, which was last night. So I'm very uh, looking forward yeah, to it. Like it's it's, it's a pretty astounding. It's Jason Bateman is the director and then stars in it. Uh, All right. Don't, don't tell it, me anymore. I, uh, I, I will, haven't told you anything yet. I will check it out. Not a thing about it. I mean, at first, mad about it. at first you told me it was a movie and it's not a movie. So that's you're, you're hey, actively. Hey, hey. Uh, did you know what I meant? Deceiving did you know me. what I meant? No. <laughs> not until I looked it up. Please don't. Please and, don't. Don't 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 mistake my stupidity for for something that is, is, is. And also, can you? How many how many episodes do you have to watch to call it a binge? Because you just used the word to mean watching two episodes. No, it didn't. It, that wasn't the intention. The and, and good point. The intention was to binge it through. Okay. Right. But then you... Four. we sat down to do that. And after two, they said done. So what I should have said was it started out as a binge, but it ended up with just a two episode viewing. An attempted binge. Like, yes. Like when we start drinking for this, for this podcast, it's an attempted binge, but sometimes. <laughs> well, that's not suggested. After the show is over, we just drink another six pack. <laughs> we want our viewers to get the right impression. Our viewers, mm. yes. Thank God they're not viewers. Yeah, all right, yes, I will check are. this out. I, I like the. Um, I'm always up for some Stephen King storytelling. So uh, I'm going to go out on a, a limb a and guess one. that it's set in Maine, but I might be wrong. No spoilers here. <laughs> all right. Yes, Dennis. Did you have something you wanted to say? No, I'm done. Log off. Uh, let's see. Let's think. You there. Hello. Hello. So, uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm laid back, you know. I'm, like, uh, caught up with what little work I do anymore. And I was pacing the house the other day, and I thought, this is silly. So I went upstairs and I wrote for an hour. It was great. I'm getting used to the more laid back uh, day. Yeah. With semi retirement as it is. Semi only because, as I've said, I just can't seem to find any work. <laughs> <laughs> I put an application as an attendant at a gas station, but I don't know. It's kind of smelly. We'll do that. Yeah. Well, gas stations are often smelly because yeah. of the gas. Well, yes, well, yes. <laughs> Thank you for that connection. I bought a pair of, uh, of Skechers shoes intending to wear them inside, and occasionally I made the mistake of not taking them off as I went outside, and I made a terrible mistake of not only wearing them when I shouldn't have, but getting gas oh, no. when I shouldn't have been wearing them, and then stepped in a puddle with both of them that was water mixed with gas, and the sole, the rubber sole of that shoe... Absorb that smell. I don't know that it'll ever come out. That's got to be not true. I mean, you got to just soak it in what? Turpentine? <laughs> like little Eric? You're obviously a painter. You're obviously a painter. Like a little chipmunk <laughs> Eric? <laughs> little, little rose-colored Eric. May, oh. may he rest in peace. As soon as you say it, the, the picture of his, of his bloated, bluish body floating in a sea of pink uh, turpentine and I don't think that I ever did ask Mike what he did with the body. I, I, I believe that's a pending issue. they got to come back and finish the house in the spring. 
uh, a few touch-ups and painting my uh, my front steps. But anyway, it's interesting to to be in the house at this stage where it's what we call buttoned up. You know, where all the stuff we did to make sure that this winter was okay for us, right, and didn't have the heat pouring out of leaky windows and through the attic and right. out the basement, and, and that's all fixed. So it's very reassuring that our investment is solid. I've had the misfortune. Have I talked about my sports car? Have you talked about your sports car? Yeah, my 1974 Mercedes that I I, I got it about uh, 20 some years ago when it was 26 years old, and this I've got it in my in my 40s. It's a 250 SL convertible. It's a ragtop hardtop, so you take the hardtop off, and then it's got a ragtop convertible. It's real sleek. And uh, I've got a white one with silver trim with a, a very uh, delicate green interior. And uh, anyway, I've had it forever. And I, I, most of the time I drove it, I drove it back and forth from the garage to get it serviced. I drove it for quite a while, and then I blew the tranny on it as I uh, was driving home and, uh, you know, and... Uh, had tranny trouble and was in the middle of nowhere and tranny there's a trouble? gas station right up the road. Transmission. Oh. Tranny trouble. Okay. Right. And so anyway, I inched to the station. As a result, I burned out the second gear I was in. So I had to get in a new tranny. So that was $3,000. But at any rate, so I decided when we moved, you'd know this, that we moved this from this big house and the last thing to move was the Mercedes because now we are in the new house. I knew where I was going to park it, and I had the key, the Mercedes key on my key ring, and uh, the house was gone. It was a time to move the car, and in that fall, previous, I had winterized it and wrapped it up and got it all ready to go for the spring, so I unwrapped it, and uh, and uh, the key didn't work. Right, bro. I had packed the keys. Um... We carried over 350 boxes that were sealed from the old house to the new house, and it was in one of those boxes. So I had to literally tow the car. What I recall is that you you packed up your your cell phone by mistake, or something. You had to go out and buy so a that, new phone. Well, that was after I that was after I moved. Okay, but this is a similar similar disaster. Um, so then the car sat not only all that last winter, but then all the way through this winter because I kept thinking I'll find the keys. I'll find the keys. I had the keys made, and then the first time I drove it. The first time I drove it, the motherfucking brake stuck and the fucking wheel wheel well caught on fire. And I got down on my hands and knees and I tried to blow it out, which was pretty stupid. This is a and then great I got a, tr- uh, a, a trunk out of the uh, a rag out of the trunk and just whipped it, whipped it on there and, and put that fire out. And then an hour and a half later, whip that fire took it across the street. So, so the end of the story is just that it's a disastrous thing. Is that? So I had the car. I had to get it towed to get it fixed, and I took it to the best place that I knew, the good prices and the reputation. Not where I'd taken it before because I found the place I took it before too expensive. This place wasn't any less expensive, but I feel in many ways pretty – I feel very positive about it. But because they said, what are you, you know, like, I'm going to sell the car. I'm not going to sell a car to somebody that's a piece of shit. Right. So the manifold was cracked and the uh, hoses had gone and it was out of tune and it needed this and it needed that and it needed brakes and it ends up to balloon to fucking $6,700 for might a car. be more than the car is worth. Well, I already had. Now, here's the question. It's not a question. The, the, the math is not straightforward. How much have I spent 
in you know in uh, 20 years to drive a car and keep a car up and of that what would be considered investing in the car or is it the fact that because as a car gets older it just it just costs to run it right. so how much do you put into a car over 20 years well i put in thirteen thousand dollars but does that mean the car's worth thirteen thousand dollars no the shit that i replaced early on i've done it twice right you know uh, you know it's, it's, and so i don't know what it's worth the car the car's worth what the car's worth what someone will pay for it's, it so that's true and from my end i hope that it's worth six thousand seven hundred dollars but i'm gonna drive it i got the heater fixed among other things and even though it's a sports car it's a pretty mild winter here so I mean, maybe it's the sort of thing where driving it is going to be good for it to, you know. Driving is good for it. That's exactly what I intend to do. So I had and I had a vision of, of, you know, it's another 1800 bucks to replace the ragtop, which is a striking dark black mm -hmm. ragtop that, that, that comes up over that white paint. It needs paint, uh, which I won't do, but I will do the I will keep it, it won't rust. But I'm not going to go with the painting in order to do it correctly. You got to remove all the all the trim, and this thing is full of trim. Right. Silver trim over each of the wheel wells, strips of trim down the doors. I mean, it's trim all the way around. And the, here's the thing, man. In 1974, when this car came out, okay, I was born in 1953, so I was 21 years old. Uh huh. And when it came out at the age of 21, I fell in love with this car. And it was the coolest car ever in my life. And it wasn't until 26 years later that a fellow in a barn had pulled it out of the barn and parked it on his front lawn and without a for sale sign. And I stopped to ask. And he wanted uh, $6,000, which is what I'm asking for now. And, and uh, my wife said, you know, it's, it's your money, but this is like, Stupid. I don't know that this is a good idea. <laughs> Stupid. What are you gonna do? What? 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 What are you gonna drive it? It's 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 old. I mean. So is this a is this know. a but Mercedes Benz? Yes. Convertible. Two fifty SL, nineteen seventy four. Okay. I saw four fifty. So it's a two fifty SL. Okay. So you, not a horrible. You, you might see a white. I see a white huh? one. I see a white one. No, that's four fifty SL. Let's uh. Let's see how much it's going for. Nineteen seventy four Mercedes Benz, white with a black top. 450 SL is 9500. It's automatic. Yep, me too. Yeah. How many miles? Uh, dang it, I lost that entry. Hold on. How yeah. many miles? It says 141,000. Wow, that's good. Mine's 181. Okay. So. But I got, I got new. I got new. I mean, everything's new. <laughs> This is a car that I'm sure I'll be able to drive for years. I mean, the mechanic, now I have a mechanic who worked on it, who test drove it, who said, this car is remarkable. You know, it's 46 years old. Right. Am I right about that? 2020, 1974? Yep. Is that true? That makes sense. That checks out. So anyway, I hope that I have fun with it. I mean, I don't know that I would venture to drive it down to to South Carolina you know, one year, but boy, I would love to because it's a blast to drive. It's faster now. Huh. I had this car going, oh, 100 and, oh, shit, man, 160, you know, 160 miles an hour, and wow. it wasn't even tacking. 
wasn't even tacking in the red. You know, I ran out of highway. I was there's a stretch of highway that's like what you'd you'd say your Audubon, I guess. The, the image of that that's a sure. long stretch. This is just a few miles, but it's it's in a it goes through a woods. Mm-hmm. So it's no way that there's a speed trap there, but. Anyway, but it's so heavy when you're going that fast. You just imagine if you went off the roll, it'd be like a cannonball, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> car would turn end over end 16 times. <laughs> bush, bush. Right. Bush, bush. <laughs> no, think about it. Slow down, boy. Convertible, yeah. Slow down. Yeah. Convertible, right. Yeah. End up in a tree somewhere. Well... But probably would. I did not know that you owned a Mercedes Benz convertible. You want to buy it? Hey, you know what? Hey, hey, hey. See what it'd be worth in Spain. What would this car be worth in Spain? Uh huh. Less, more? No idea. It would. It'd be. Same? It'd be way harder to. It would be the same. Well, I mean, given that it's a it's a European brand. Uh, oh, oh, right, right, right. I don't right, know right, how right, right, of course. unique it would be compared, uh, but... Would it be unique at all? But it would, it would at least be... Well, not that I see any Mercedes-Benz 45-year-old cars in around driving around, but um, there is a there is actually... My, my little fishing village every year hosts a vintage car fair where huh. all the all the people that own and love these really old cars... Uh, come and I sort of get the feeling that they do this every weekend they go to a different place uh, and so like they all know each other uh, and uh-huh. they go to it's these circuit. yeah and they go to these different little towns too, I'm sure. yeah and uh, and you know they all know each other and they and they have yeah. lunch together and uh, but it's what it is is it gives uh, the rest of us a chance to uh, look at their cars and stuff so there's some you know cool old Ferraris and old uh, yeah. Spanish brands and fiats yeah. and stuff. So yeah, that's yeah. kind of fun. Well, I'm looking forward to this, this car being serviceable and, and just driving it as my car. My truck is uh, in loan to my uh, son and he needs it uh, every day. So I, we've been one car family, which is no big, great shake, but it's so convenient to have a car for each of us. My wife is driving a lot and gets gone a lot. Um, and anyway, she still hasn't noticed uh, the bumper. The, oh, no, the continuing she, saga. She keeps calling me the she's man who bumps into things. That's uh-huh. what she calls me. Well, yeah, she's not Mr. Wrong. Man who bumps into things. Well, I was hit. I didn't bump into anything. I tell you, I took it because of the evasive action I took. It's all relative. I man. avoided. I avoided a catastrophic back door entryway slam because wow. I spun out of the way. And fishtailed my car purposely so when this guy who was sliding toward me struck he was i was only six inches from getting out of his way because of my evasive move which was a, a steve mcqueen-esque uh acceleration it's a, a shame spin out it's a shame that wasn't caught on video so we could it was in slow-mo in my mind yeah well oh uh huh. That's one of the crazy. Anyway, <laughs> that's one of the crazy phenomenons. Phenomenons. Phenomena. Now is um. Phenomena. 
Phenomena. Is how in Russia they've got all these. They, everyone has a camera in their on their dashboard because because people are just such assholes when it comes to uh, to car insurance claims. So they so the car insurance companies. Go ahead. The car insurance companies said, uh, "Hey, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna charge you less if you put a dash cam on your car so that you can have, you know, video footage oh, proving, really? proving uh, what happens." So, as such, that's just a common thing now in Russia where everyone has uh, their their dash cam stuff, and what you get is uh, all these videos of things that would no one would ever have recorded because it happens so fast. That you don't uh-huh. uh, like. It's amazing now that anytime anything remotely weird happens, each of us has an has an HD video camera on us, and we can immediately pull pull it out and right. start recording. But what you don't get is is video of the thing that made people want to pull out their 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 cameras. Uh, but if you have right. if you have right. cameras that are rolling all the time and just sort of you know erasing right. the then footage, you find it. then you can find stuff like that. And YouTube is full of all these crazy videos not just of car crashes but of uh just amazing weird shit happening uh that no one would have like been deer flying at the windshield yeah well and and very famously uh, a couple years ago when they had this um this meteor this this huge bright meteor that came streaming across the sky and exploded and it um it caused quite a bit of damage just from the uh from the sonic boom of the explosion but no one would. We wouldn't have had footage of that if it was in any other country. But because where, it was in where Russia, in the world, in in Russia somewhere. Oh, Russia. Yeah, that's what what I've been talking about. Russia. Uh, right. Of course, okay, and, I got it. But because but because they have this culture of having uh, video cameras recording all the time, there's all kinds of angles of looking at this particular event happening, um, and that's just kind of a wild a wild thing. And there's some crazy scary. Right. There's some crazy scary videos on on YouTube about. Uh, crazy shit happening on the Russian roads. But um, that particular thing of the, ast- of the not asteroid, but the meteor was, uh, was cool. And, you know, all of the, uh, all of the injuries caused by that meteor were, yeah. were because it, it was nighttime and the sky got really bright and everyone went and rushed to the window to go see what it was. And then the sonic boom exploded all the windows and it was all just glass oh. shards in people's faces really uh, that that was the main cause yeah, of injury you, link, you link into this i i could i could link to articles about that yes at the show notes at happy oh, hour no, not the image oh yeah there's 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 i'll link to some to some uh to some youtube videos of of the thing it's it, it was pretty it went around uh pretty virally when it happened but yeah it's uh huh. i that, didn't know any of this i've never heard this that would be at happy hour.fm slash zero four five 45. Four, five. That's how many presidents 45. we've had. Number 45. Cult 45. 42. Thought we're going to rename ourselves 42. Ah, uh, yes. This Can is, we say that? This is episode 42 plus 3. What are you doing, man? Right now, <laughs> it looks really, really bad for my end. Scratching my back. <laughs> scratching. Don't scratch your ball sack when we're recording. You look strange, well, particularly since you 
just so determined to stand up while you're doing it. Just don't. Well, we don't, we don't want to see that. It's <laughs> an itch is an itch is an itch, you know. Hey, hey, an itch, a yeah. scratch on an itch is quite fundamental. But yeah. diamonds are a girl's best friend. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see Moulin Rouge yet? No. Oh, God. I want you to see Moulin the... Rouge above every other thing. It's a movie. All right. Well, I'm going to be flying across the sea later this week. So I might uh, see if that's Moulin available Rouge. on the old uh, seat back cam. Yeah, I think it would be. It should be easy enough to find. It uh, did quite. It did quite quite well. And it's about a. a and then we'll talk about it. A red mill. Yes. Okay. Good. Well, yes. I look forward to that. Yes, in France. Yes, it's it's a uh, it's a uh, it's a uh, epic film. Epic, I say. Okay. And the soundtrack, you're gonna love it. So, moving on. So uh, I've told you about the uh, iconic image of the Gibson guitar Sm- smokestack yes. in Kalamazoo and the, and the great piece of art that, that Katie, Katie did and was uh, purchased for my birthday present from my wife. And that piece of art, which I'll show you one moment offline, hangs where I can see it from here. And it is the Gibson smokestack as the bot as the neck of the guitar of the electric Gibson guitar very clever and I love it so we they we sold them our house we bought this house yes and for the first time we visited them I think I talked about it last yes. episode but you when did. they came here they gave us a housewarming present which is of Tony's saxophone uh, in this great colorful uh, you can almost hear it when you look at this image, mm-hmm. this painting, and it's his sax, and it's what got her back into art again after a hiatus of some time. But nice. they brought that us that as a housewarming present, so I'll show you those at some point. But it's, very nice. it's amazing to me how, you know, we went back to our old house, and the nineteen it was it built in eighteen seventies, eighteen eighty was finished, I think, and in nineteen in thirty five they added a twenty five by twenty five foot room off the back of the house. That was all windows and a back door leading down yep. to what became our backyard. You mentioned this. And became her studio. And you mentioned you became sold her it. studio. Yep. So when we went into the house and saw it as her studio, I I can't I was it was ecstatic for me. It was it was like this was what all of this was about. Right. Was for this to be her permanent studio. Just all came right? together. Yep. And and then in his music room, which was our downstairs guest room with his um, kind of a, a small version of an upright piano and the different instruments, the saxes that he plays and whatnot, it was just so amazing. I told you the story. The, the copyright was December 3rd, which yep. a birthday we shared yep. in his music room. So, I mean, this what this is nuts. That's nuts. It's this isn't karma. This, this isn't anything other than in, in infinite entanglement with other souls i mean this is a pattern of connection that is just it's not something that requires faith it's observational right you can see it it, 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 it's there 
I mean, the dude in the vice my house is born the same day I was, and some many years uh, later, and the copyright and the freaking ancient uh, radiator was our birthday day in his favorite room. That isn't like, oh yeah, man, it's just really lucky. No, that's bullshit. This is intertwined life. Oh, by the way, I want to introduce you to a to a fun fact here. Yes. You can see that, I believe. Torpedo this is, uh, IPA. Tor- Torpedo Extra IPA Sierra Nevada. This is uh, this is the only beer I have in the house, and I got a six-pack of it for Christmas, and I generally, as a rule, don't drink an IPA because I just drink ambers all the time. Right. Here's to you. Let's see how this goes down. There it is. Oh, yeah. You know what? That was pleasant. You know what? It's like, man, that's a beer, baby. That's a, that's one pale ale. That's a beer, baby. Pale ale. And what's IPA? Imperial Pale Ale. This is IPA stands for, correct? I thought it was Indian. Extra. Oh, Indian Pale Ale. Not Imperial. India Pale Ale, yep. Although Chico, California. Chico, California. I got a pu- couple of puppets down in the basement, down in my workshop. And there are these two Mexican. Do you, do you invite little children down there? That are. Well, actually, I take my granddaughter down there, and we go see Chico and Jojo. I say hello, Chico. She says hi, Chico. Hello, Jojo. Hi, Jojo. And then I take one of them and I dance it. I put on a Alexa and, and yell for, you know, Mexican dance music uh-huh. and then fascinate her with the, with the marionette. But I picked these up at a, at a, you know, two bucks a piece or something. And it's just, I say to her, hey, you want to go down and see Jojo and Chico? Yeah, yeah, let's go down. She's three. Right. Let's go down and see Jojo and Chico. And we go downstairs. She, she just loves it. Hey, kid, it's you want to see so a Mexican sweet. puppet show? <laughs> No. You you just go there, don't you? It's just What's you're it? you're despicable. You're despicable. What? Come come to my basement. And, yeah, right. Whatever. And see my marionettes. Whatever. Oh God. I am the puppet master. Well, I've got to show you something, but I don't know if I want to do it. I've got uh, in my uh, office here. I've got uh, these carvings. Go, um, go get them. I'm going to go get a drink. Tell me you heard me singing just now. I did. How? From the headphones? Yeah, sitting on the... Okay, good. Oh my, there it is. That's the famous 
deer fawn suckling wooden creature thing that we discussed. Yes. All right. Well, that is as you described. What you say? It's kind of gazelle. Yeah. So it's not a it's not a deer. No, it's an African animal. It's a it's a gazelle looking thing. It's a gazelle. Yeah. And as you can see, how have those antlers? How have those horns not broken? That looks really delicate. I have. I just picked it off of a tree two days ago when I was taking a walk. And so here it is. It's a stick. Okay. And look at it. It's, it's variegated. See it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you found... It's a special... Uh, it's from a, um, a odd-looking tree up the street. But I have two of these that are not identical, but they're close to identical, and both of them are missing their horns, which probably were ivory. I was going to say, like... You know, and, and were taken early on. But the interesting thing is, so how do you, what do you replace those with? So my grandbaby and I, we are experimenting with all that. Uh, that's a good mission to have when you're out for a walk. Is yeah. let, Let's find a little let's find, stick. that. Let's, let's find the horns. That's nice. So where did you get those? Or do you not even remember? Uh, I bought them uh, decades apart, a decade apart, and found them each <clears throat> at a different... Um, antique shop which we frequent whenever we're whenever we're out just driving around in the nice weather um that's a thing that i don't i don't have i don't ever like i like going to antique shops and looking at all the stuff but never once have i seen a thing that i thought i need to have that in my house and clean dust off it all the time right like it i don't i don't have that need well you don't have to clean the dust off of it. you can do what i do and just let the dust gather. I mean, it's not a terrible thing. Yeah, but I don't know that my wife would agree with that statement. So, well, if, if you were my wife, then maybe, <laughs> maybe we could buy some yeah. deer, some wooden deers. So we drank the whole quarter rye. I'm down to my last sip of doers, and it's st- because the Christmas decorations are still up. I'm still in holiday. Oh, so here's something, buddy. So um, our my uh, niece uh, and her daughter, which would be my great niece, came over and visited us, and um, it's just been a, a great uh, few days to have to have uh, the generations right represented and i played my harp for her a bit you know she's musically inclined and she just loved it nice. she just loves it had some had a, in fact a, a nice link is uh uh honey honey and the queen i think it's called honey and the queen uh album by josh garrett j-r-r-i-t-t out of uh louisiana i think you've mentioned, you've mentioned that before but this, there's a the tune show. in yeah. there that I want you to particularly to link to because I want you to learn it because you'll love it. Okay. And it's it's called uh, um, Memphis. Back from Memphis. Back from Memphis, and it is uh, and and it's 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 in a uh, it's in the key of B, which which is one of the hallmarks of Josh Carrot is he's very creative. And you listen to his whole album, and 
out of the first five or six tunes, he's playing in six, seven different keys. Right. You know, and, and unlike, unlike a lot of other kind of, particularly in, in the old style blues, the same key, A, E, whatever, but he's jumping all over. So this is a, the key of B. And uh, Oh, I get I it. Ha- huh? Well, the album cover, Honey for My Queen, in the key of B. Bzzz. True. Oh. Whoa, man. What a clever connection. Did that just blow but, your mind? Man, how did you like... How did you see that, man? Was it come like a hologram to you? And, but then, but then, bro, I used the fly swatter, and now it's a B flat. <laughs> that's, that's a bit of a stretch. So anyway, when when my uh, when my niece and my grandniece uh, were here, um, they played a recording of their family, including uh, my. Other, uh, my niece's brother, nephew, grandnephews, my two boys, uh-huh. anyway. And one of them was saying the night before Christmas in an English accent. Okay. And he's about 12 years old. And it was hilarious because it's reasonably good, but he thinks it's so funny <laughs> that he can't get through a line of it right. without laughing. And of course, you hear the other kids laugh. And it is, it is, it is in fact, Python-esque, which when you link to Terry Jones, you can link to what he said about that term that was coined and how it disgusted him. And he said, it just means we're total failures. That's all. We're intended to be undefinable and unpredictable in the cases. Not so. We fail miserably. Well, I will link to that Josh Garrett song. And if I can find that thing you just referenced, that will also be in the show notes at happyhour.fm slash 045. I saw a really funny video the other day. You're familiar with the movie The Princess Bride? Yes. Uh, uh, Mel Brooks. Yeah, I think so. He was a director. He was a director. (laughs) There, there's this video online, which I will try and find. It, I saw it on Facebook, but I'm sure it's on YouTube as well, where the, the concept is this this mother has her two kids uh, give a synopsis of the movie, and they're like, uh, you know, five and seven or whatever, and they're giving the, they're talking uh-huh, about uh-huh. What, what happens, and, and this happens, and this happens. And then they took that recording of them ex- ex- uh, just describing it, and they had professional actors act out exactly what the kids had said happened. Uh, in, uh-huh. Including like uh, lip syncing to what their kids said that the characters were saying. Oh no, kidding! And it is hilarious. Little person says, "Insensible, insensible, insensible." I should know how to say that because I'm a second grader. It is so hey, so you cute. You would link to this. this I, would be great. I, will, I will send this to you. It is really really this really. This may funny. be the first episode I ever listened to, <laughs> and linked to. But well, I've seen some of your linkage. Your, your linkage work is incredible. I will send Speaking you that link. linkage work. Yes. So I'm, I finished uh, my novel, uh, North Waters, and it was stunning in its conclusion. Stunning. It, even though it was a grotesque manifestation of a, of, of a period in time of, of just unbelievable trauma. If you work through that, it was astounding. But I finished it, went looking for another book and went to my bookcase and for whatever reason, gravitated to to my Kurt Vonnegut collection. 
and uh, and selected Cat's Cradle. And now I'm about halfway through it. And what's interesting to me is that I may have talked about the other uh, bookshelf I have, this Larry McMurtry books, the artist out of uh, Texas, uh, Lonesome Dove fame, et cetera, et cetera. And I've got his complete uh, uh, collection. But one of the things that's very notable about Larry McMurtry, particularly in his third book, which is the third of a trilogy of uh, Dwayne and the story of Dwayne, it's, uh, who grew up in this Texas town where uh, the whole story takes place. But um, the chapters are short, sometimes a half a page. Wow. And McMurtry is known for that, particularly in some of his later novels. The last novel is called Rhino Ranch. And so when I went to Cat's Cradle, what drew me to it after I opened it up was, aha, look at these short little chapters, mm-hmm. a half a page. So imagine Kurt Vonnegut was not a contemporary Larry McMurtry, or did, was he a uh, earlier uh, writer? Well, I have to look at that. I'm not sure. But uh, it's so much fun to read it again after all these years. And I had completely forgotten what it was about. Completely forgot. Even That's... though I read it more than once. Yeah, isn't that, isn't, that, isn't that weird how books... A new dis- almost like a new... Di- uh, absolutely, a new discovery. And then as I'm reading it and kind of remembering it, but I still don't remember what happens next. Right. I just now remember the theme of it and the and the bit of it and why I loved it. Yeah, books are, uh, are ephemeral like that. Like, you can enjoy it at the time and be totally immersed in the world, and then a couple years go by and you're like, what was this book about at all? Uh so that's a weird, uh, right. a weird phenomenon. It's Jack Kerouac's books too are always uh, amazing to read and and and, and reread. Uh, Once upon an ocean is uh, not just an amazing bit of literature, but the movie version of it with uh, um, such an amazing cast and and such incredible scenery in the, in the wilds of uh, Oregon uh, in places where I lived in fact so knew the the imagery was was familiar uh, to me right um, just good stuff I had something else I wanted to say but I've done forgot it well you done forgot it well there ain't no quit in you boy there's ain't a whole, no quit in you there's a, there's a whole bunch of forget though a whole bunch of forget Ooh, yeah. Interesting. So I thought the other day I, I said this. I was in I was in my uh, my in laws' apartment, and they're moving from one apartment to another apartment, and they're packing up their stuff. And so there was a box that had some stuff in it, a couple of boomerangs in it. And uh, Grandpa said, uh, "Those," he said, "Those are those are from Australia." Uh, and I said, "I know." I said, "You know, it reminds me." I threw a boomerang yesterday, and I've been worried ever since. And uh, uh, everybody just looked at me, and Grandpa got it right away. And Grandma was like, whatever. But my wife and my sister-in-law were kind of lost, and so I ended up saying it three times (laughs) until my grandpa, who's 89 years old, said, because he was afraid he was going to come back and hit him. And his 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 daughters, you know, twenty some odd years, his junior, are like, oh yeah, 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 we knew that, which they really didn't, they didn't quite catch it. Anytime a joke has to be explained, it 
it's too late. It's too late to 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 yeah. to be pulled back into a laugh. I have times when uh, I'll make a joke online somewhere, and and you know, I, it, a bunch of people will appreciate it. You know, I, I get my little my little likes or my hearts or whatever, and then someone will come along and say, "Oh, because," and then just to, like explain it. And it it's it so ruins right. the ruins the moment of yeah 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 uh, like it's either funny you, or it's not funny right so uh, it's so much nicer when that, can... that went over yes right when they when they get it. when they get it when you can subtly refer that, to something the one, that the one that hit pretty good one night where where you know you say it and then there's a pause but then everybody kind of gets it at once where the subtlety of it is exactly right. And the one where and you told me this in perfect cadence um, about um, the guy who was interviewed went to a job interview, and uh, you tell the story about about his the the, the gap in his resume. You tell. Him. I don't re- I don't recall this. Oh, oh, oh you really? He, so he's he's he's, he's a interviewing for a job interview. And they say, well, your resume certainly looks very good, but I see that there's a a three year gap in your resume what 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 explains the gap and he says oh i i went to yale and they said Uh, oh great well that's really good so anyway you you know you're you're hired and he said yay i got the job yes that one (laughs) and and the recognition you were hoping right and it all came and turned into hilarity because it is really Quite funny. Yeah, that is a good a good but joke because it, it sets it up. Close to another one. This has been uh, an amazing hour and twenty minutes, of which all but four and a half minutes will be in the editing room floor. My uh, my Sierra Nevada torpedo. Extra IPA brewed out of Chico, California, by the Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. This is over. They did not this sponsor this episode, but it's the iconic can. Chico out. I will be seeing you shortly, my friend. We might have to do a recording in person at some point. Now that would be a trip. <laughs> I don't know. That would be a trip. I don't know how the how the how the acoustics are going to work out with that. We're going to need to do some 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 testing, but. Um, we might actually be face to face and record something. Which you want me fun. to pack? Do you want me to pack my uh, mic and my uh, headphones? If you can, I think that might be good. I've got a. I've, I I'm, can. I do. I, I'm going to take mine, and I also have a little travel mic that uh, might help. But um, yes, pack your mic. Mike, your pack. Okay, Mikey. All Mikey, right. Over. Out. See you later, Mike. Boy. Mike, drop. Bye. Don't drop your mic. Bye, Mikey. Mike, drop. Mike, drop. Okay, that's it for episode number 45. You can find the show notes at happyhour.fm slash 045. You can get in contact with us at happyhourdotfm at gmail.com. Send us a message. Maybe we'll answer a question that you send us on air. And you can go to patreon.com slash happyhour to give us a couple bucks every week. That would really help us pay for our expenses and things. We'll see you next week.